Welcome to the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Podcast. I took the blows and did it my way. It's time. The Vinnie Rock Podcast. What up, what up, what up is the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Before I get to this podcast, um, I think you guys don't like this. This is actually a podcast uh, of a podcast that I did. Uh, I think you guys would like it because I got real honest with something that I've been struggling with that I don't really open up to people about. So, um, you know, this podcast with connecting vets and I'll put links in there. So you guys going to go find more of the podcasts that this gentleman does. Rod does an amazing job before we get to my podcast of some of the things that's going on in my life. Uh, I want to hit up some of my sponsors. I just got some new beyond clothing pants. I'm going to be doing some, some videos of me shooting here soon, uh, working with the company and creating some really cool stuff. But I, I told uh, beyond, I said, it's time I need to go buy these pants. I got my tiger stripes on. Got a little discount because I used Rocco promo code. But you guys go check them out, beyondclothing.com. They're fucking awesome. You guys are going to see some stuff I posted the other day. Check it out. Don't forget, Core Medical Group is testosterone replacement therapy. Oh, did I tell you? It's telemedicine as well. That means that if you guys want to get on this program right now, you don't have to leave your fucking house. All you got to do is call. They'll set you up with a doctor. They'll evaluate your symptoms. They'll identify what you need in your life, and they'll ship it directly to your door. Trust me, they are high quality and they are the best customer service in the fucking market. You know how many guys I've gotten turned into them because they're the best. I promise you. Oh yeah. People you know are using them as well. Hit them up. Core Medical Group. Willie Pete's Chocolate. Check them out. I'm thinking about doing my own chocolate with Willie Pete's Chocolate. I don't know. The Rocco Chocolate. What do you guys think? If you guys want something like that, we can make that happen. I just really enjoy Willie Pete's Chocolates. Hit them up. They're good. They're homegrown. It's the man. It's a veteran-owned company. You got GMR Gold, subscription-based. Use that Rocco promo code. Get yourself some 10% off. Uh, or if it doesn't work, last time we were having some problems with it, all you got to do is message them. Say, hey, how did you hear about it? You heard about it from me, from the Rocco, for the Vinnie Rock podcast. Rocco told you where to go. Uh, you can guys get yourself some precious metals. Obviously, you guys know, me and my family enjoy it. It's a good time. Hit them up. Check them out. Perseverance Survival, PerseveranceSurvival.com is where you get your original Whoopi hoodie and Tiger Stripe Ranger panties. Find them now. Get them while they're hot. The summer is coming around quicker than you think. Ranger panties are where it's at. They got the silkies, every pattern you can think of. Modern Gun School. You guys want to get your education on? You want to learn modern gun schooling? This is where you go. If you want to use your GI Bill at some point, you want to use your Voc Rehab uh, opportunity to learn how to be a gunsmith from the fucking comfort of your home, distance learning right now here at Modern Gun School. Check them out. If you guys are interested, you can hit me up or you can hit them up. Uh, It's really easy to do. You hit up mgs.edu.com or mgs.edu, and that's it, www.mgs.edu. Hit them up. You can check them out on Instagram. It's Modern Gun School. Fucking A. 
That's great. Also, don't forget my other sponsors, my own companies, my own brands. You got Hero Sports Nonprofit, which is veterans and sports. If you guys are interested in getting a part of that, hit me up or hit up Mike at Hero Sports. Warfighter Tobacco, we'll ship them directly to your house, besides Utah, everywhere else. Let Singers Whiskey, we got our brewing coming out here soon. We're getting some designs done for the cans. All that stuff coming to you live. Don't forget VinnyRockShop.com. It's VinnyRock.com, but the shop is live. We got shirts for the veteran brand. It's growing. It's doing amazing things. You can join our community as well if you're interested. I want you guys to hear this podcast. Uh, I got a little emotional because there's some stuff that, uh, you know, I deal with. Uh, it's probably the first time I've ever talked about some stuff like this. And so uh, without further ado, check out the podcast and then I'll probably be doing a follow-up podcast to dig deeper into some of the stuff that I go through. All right. Love you. I'm out. Every veteran left their respective service with a story. Some are war stories. Some are stories of finding peace. There are stories of love, hate, and loss. This season, we're talking about stories that changed our lives, changed who we were and who we are. These are real stories from real vets. This isn't fluff because our lives aren't fluff. They're real. They're stories about us and what we've been through. You'll hear stories about surviving our past, making decisions that affect our entire future. And along the way, you'll hear stories from off the beaten path that may surprise you. You might notice that I don't show up very often during these stories, and that's because I want you to hear their story in their words, not mine. Welcome to Vet Story. I'm Rod Rodriguez. Vincent Rocco Vargas looks like a tough guy. He even plays one on the television show Mayans MC. He's a former Army Ranger, a drill sergeant, Border Patrol officer, and now he's an actor, writer, and podcaster. Many veterans know him as part of the iconic Article 15 crew. But over the last couple of years, Vincent has found some things more defining, more personal. In his own words, he's grown up a lot. And part of that growing is coming to terms with the man he was and the man he wants to become. This is Vincent Vargas, and this is his vet story. Yep, stand by. Let me just make sure the Yeti's good. Boom, good. Everything's good. Yeah. Uh, my name is Vincent Vargas. Originally was an 11 Bravo uh, Army Ranger for the first four years of my career. And then I transitioned into the reserves and became a drill sergeant. Did that for many years. And then I did a small stint as a PSYOP, 37 Fox, reclassed, and then I got promoted right back into a drill sergeant unit. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm in a weird position in the military where I can either medically retire or I can continue my career. Just made the eight list, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be moving forward. And if I do, I might be just transitioning into the National Guard if they can approve my tattoo waivers. So I'm kind of in, in balance right now what I want to do with the rest of my career, whether I want to ready to walk away or uh, continue to to do it. But um, that's something I, you know, I'm currently in the position of trying to figure that one out and, and see what's the, the pros and cons of staying in and getting out. But that's pretty much, that's me uh, and where I'm at. And then what I do for a living, 
I, I would guess I, I could say I'm an actor, you know, <laughs> you know, um, I became a single dad in 2012 and before then I didn't, you know, I can tell you right now, and I, I didn't know my kids from anything. I knew their names, you know, I couldn't tell you how much they weighed when they were born. I still can't, you know, I could barely remember their birthdays at that time. I was so dedicated to work. I was so dedicated to just bringing home more money that I lost all connection with my kids. And um, that has haunted me forever. It's still to this day, like just recently I had a newborn and my daughter goes, dad, how many days was I in the hospital? And I was like, dude, I have no idea. And that like kills me. Cause this is going to be a conversation for the rest of their lives. And like, dad, remember this? I'm like, no, dad, did you teach me how to ride a bike? No. What was my first words? I have no idea. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's, on and on and on my four first four kids like nothing it's a it's a blank slate for me um and i don't know why it's just gone there's nothing there for it and i remember the long drive from texas from arizona to texas and um you know for some reason i was i knew that they have just been handed off to me for circumstances that were just the, whatever they were, right? I'm not here to talk bad or, or good or anything, but we go on this long drive and I realize that one day they're going to ask questions about this drive and they're going to ask questions of who, what, when, where, why. And I had to be the best version of myself for them, you know? And so with that, as I, st- I already, I right away, I felt bad for them. I felt bad for the situation and I had to be me. Like I, they needed, I'm all they have right now. Like for the, for, for the, for, for this moment until however long this lasts, it's just me. Oh crap. I gotta be mom and dad. I gotta be mom and dad to girls and boys, preteen girls and little boys who still can't potty train, right? You know what I mean? And I barely changed the diaper when they were little. So I'm like, here we go. And so on the drive, you know, I, I remember playing some just fun music and I'm acting goofy me, but a version they've never seen. They've never seen dad be the fun guy. They've seen dad be stern, in and out, paying the bills and going back to work. And my daughter goes, man, dad, and she was probably six or seven at the time. and goes, dad, you're really funny. <laughs> and that was like, I almost started crying because I was like, Oh my God. Like all these years of, of telling people, yeah, those are my kids and saying, yeah, I'm a dad and all this bull crap. I was feeding people, posting pictures of these kids. I barely even took the time to get to know, you know, it hit me and like, I suck, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a dad, but like, am I relevant? Like, do they care? Like, or and, and what are their memories of me? Cause I guarantee it's not freaking teaching them how to ride a bike, tying a shoe. Knowing their first words, getting them a giggle, tickling, lifting them up, throwing them in the air, catch them, like nothing. They don't have those memories of me. I can guarantee it. And that's sad as all hell. I've been chasing that guilt ever since. Like chasing it, like spending time. Like I might be over the top now because I swear to you, I'm like all, I'm all involved. I'm asking questions. I'm t- I tell my daughter, like, 
tell me about your boyfriend. I don't have one. Are you sure? Because it's all good. You know what I mean? I'm doing everything I can now to, and I've been doing this for since 2012. I've been fully engulfed, fully engaged, and and still making those those strides back into work. You know, right? and still, you know, it scares me every time I go to, go to Mayans because I'm like, oh my god, am I doing it again? You know what I mean? And it scares me. So I fly home every weekend, bro, on my own dime. And I don't like when I say my own dime, like, bro, we don't. I don't make enough money as it is as a Mayan because I'm a new actor. But I still, I still budget every weekend. I'm flying home to see the kids. That's how profound that feeling of guilt is inside of me. You know, I don't know. I think I've planted a lot of seeds, and I'm hoping some of these seeds, you know, start to come, come, come pay back dividends in the in the end. You know, I got lead singers whiskey, and I got warfighter tobacco, and I got a barber shop, and these are just seeds that are. Hopefully, one day, one of them is is a retirement plan. Currently, right now, I don't have one. You know what I mean? I'm just going to continue to push my writing as far as it'll go, whether it be in music, whether it be in poems, whether it be in books, whether it be in scripts. Doesn't matter. Wherever that writing goes, it goes. Whether it be in public speaking, you know, um, I'm going to continue just to to try and leave a good message out there. And you know, the truth is, things fall right on my lap when you don't expect it. You know what I mean? There's going to be a call for a speaking engagement. There's going to be a call for a new a new character someone wants me to play. There's going to be the call for another person want me to help them in a business that might be successful. I'm not worried about that. I've made enough relationships in life that I'm fine. You know, it's whatever I do focus on, it has to make sense. Financially, it has to make sense. Is it going to be good for the family? It has to make sense. I get calls every day about something like nothing excites me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if it's going to, if it's going to, be in the space of helping others I'm interested but at the same time if it takes too much of my time I'm not interested and I've turned down a lot of stuff because look man I didn't I didn't go work in LA for the last six months because I'm home with my kids you know every other actors in LA working from one job to the next to the next right now I feel like I'm living the dream I fly in to do Mayans I go home and get a regular job I'm home every night for dinner I coach my kids in wrestling I play catch with them at night that's a win-win-win right there. And it's just not normal, but that's just the way I'm going to live it. You know, I think I think Vincent and Rocco are now synonymous. I don't think there's a Rocco character that people are anticipating. I think Rocco and Vince are the same people nowadays. I think it's finally blended to the point where you call me Vince, you call me Rocco, you expect the same guy. You know, I think back in the day, they expected Rocco to drink freaking whiskey and party with them and all that stuff. I think now everyone knows Rocco and Vince are the same exact person, you know, so there's no, I, I don't feel any kind of pressure to put on a show for anyone. Cause I've always told people like, I'm not a monkey. Don't tell me when to dance. That's not how this works. I'm a grown ass man. And like, you, you know what to expect from me. I stay home at night because I enjoy being home, watching movies with the family and chilling out. I don't go out and drink. I've been sober for a year. So it's like me, this is me, dude. There's no, there's no ever been a social pressure to be someone I'm not. You know, early on, I think social media kind of pushes you to do that, trying to push you to chase likes and followers and all that. I don't give a crap, dude. I post whatever the hell I want when I want. 
I like to post. I like to post. I really enjoy posting and seeing people's reactions to like, like, Oh, here's my, my, my daughter was a state champ. And it's really beautiful to watch people will say, man, what an inspiration. Oh, that's so awesome. Good job, dad. Like, thank you. I'm proud of my freaking kids. I'm proud of um, being on the cover of skill set magazine. What an honor for that for that was for me. And it's not boastful. It's just like, wow, man, that's really cool that, that they can recognize that I'm working hard. And that's all it is. People are recognizing hard work. And at the same time, other veterans are realizing like, oh man, I can do that too, right? So there's no pressure on that end to be something. The pressure for me is continuing to try and do great things and continue to push myself in, in, in areas I've never expected to push myself because that pressure is, if I'm up here talking to veterans, tell them to be motivated, tell them to go do things, tell them to step out of their comfort zones, telling them to stop freaking, you know, identifying as just a veteran and be more, well then shit, I need to be going and doing the same thing. I still struggle with things, right? Like I, I go to a PTSD clinic and just recently been telling people this because I'm like, whatever, I'm not going to hide who I am. And I have this weird, you know, the, the psych dude's calling it a flashback when I, when, when I, I, it's hard for me to, it's a hard pill to swallow, right? I'm like, eh. And I'm hung up on something, obviously, but like calling a flashback, eh, that's movie shit, right? In my head. But um, I have an issue with um, burns. I, I did work on a family of burns in Afghanistan and it was in the cash, like on the days off of being an army ranger, infantry dude, I volunteered my time in the, in the casualty collection points and I provided medical help. You know, I had a background in EMT and so, you know, I did everything I could and, and here comes a family of seven and they're burned miserably bad. We start the process of giving them ketamine to, to put, take away the pain. And then we start scrubbing all the skin off their bodies that's damaged and then add silverdine to it and then wrap it up. And hopefully they come back the next day. And for about two weeks straight, man, we're just losing one after the other. And I'm gaining, I'm, I'm building rapport with these kids. They're smiling at me. They know my face and, and to know like one after the other is dying. I would leave there every day smelling like burnt flesh and it's stuck in, in, in your nose and you remember that and the smiles of their, their faces and having kids the same similar age it was uh it was heavy for me for for you know a 25 26 year old kid never expecting that it was heavy and i didn't know it would weigh so much on me and it does man and it does still to this day and so just recently my my son you know we have the newborn and my oldest my my son that's in the house right now he's uh 10 he wanted to help and um he said he'd go heat up the bottle and in my head, I'm like, there should be no issues with heating up the bottle, right? I'm super cautious about everything. I'm like, all right, he, should, he, he can get this. He can figure this out. Okay, I'm going to let him do it. So I'm in the room brushing my teeth, getting ready for, for, for work, and they're getting ready for school. And I hear him scream. And the scream made my stomach drop. And, and like, I instantly knew what happened. I knew he burned himself. And, I, and in my head, I'm seeing these kids already. And I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, what the fuck happened right and i was gone bro i wasn't there i was screaming over him not even at him like in this really weird manner not even checking on him not not even nothing like completely gone and my wife takes over and does her part as, as of what a mom should do and what a dad probably should have done and she right away pulled me to the side and she goes sit down and i was like what's wrong she goes you weren't here and it it ate me alive, dude. And it's eating me alive now thinking of it because, because my son went to school um, 
my son went to school without me even checking on him. You know what I mean? And I imagine this dude is just like, what the fuck's wrong with dad? Like, does dad even give a fuck? You know what I mean? And in that, that sucks. That sucks for a kid to have a dad who, who loses himself on certain moments. And, um, that, that shit fucking bothers me. It bothers me because I, I don't want them to have this residual effects of, of, of dad, you know, wow. You know, the better parts of me, you know, I tell people like sometimes I feel like the better parts of me are left in war, man, because I didn't want this side of me coming home, you know? And, um, and it makes me emotional because like, it sucks, dude. It's not the version of dad I want them to see, but I also know I am completely out of control with that. Like there's nothing I could have done to stop that. So I've recognized that I needed help. Um, and so I started seeing counseling again to be like, Hey dude, fix this. Right. Um, and so I, you know, I came home two days later and had, we had a fan, we had to do these family dinners. I bought this giant table and we all sit there and have family dinners, which is a, a beautiful thing. I hope we never stop doing, man. I actually took the moment to say, Hey, I'm not sure how many of you at this table need to know this or need to hear this, but, um, I struggle with post-traumatic stress and it's not my older ones are like, huh, right? And I'm like, it's not like what you would see in TV shows in the movie. A few of them were, were in the room at the time and I'm just like, you're losing it. And my oldest one goes, oh, I know dad. I know that's why you get like that sometimes. I know how, I know when you're, when you're, when you're gone, I, I get it. And that was nice to hear, you know? And then I have my 14 year old who goes, I had no idea. And that fucked me up, dude. Cause again, I'm like, you know, we don't know what we do as parents. We, 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 we're just trying like all hell to, to, to be the best influence for them. And they see everything, they feel everything and whatever they choose to take with them in the future is theirs, you know? And that's, that's just whatever they end up taking. And, um, I'm blessed to be able to have had that conversation with them now. So hopefully there's a little bit of a justification for, for why I might lose myself at moments. And hopefully it's a little bit of comfort for them to be like, it's okay. Cause that's something that dad deals with. Right. And not that I'm just this complete jerk and don't care about the means of their bodies and the health and everything else. And so, um, that's been a challenge, man. That's been a challenge that more recently has been affecting me. And I think because I've ignored it for so long, um, it rears its ugly head at the worst moments. You know, I just trying to like, I mean, I guess in everyone else's eyes, I'm an actor because of what I do on TV. But for me, um, I can't, I guess I personally am not completely happy with what I've done in acting to even consider myself an actor. Um, you know, I have lines here and there. I'm on a major TV show, but I don't feel like I've been given the opportunity to show my actual range as an actor. And, and I can't tell you there's one scene where I can say I'm super proud of. And I think people can, you know, I guess it's more like I've never been the one to care what other people think about me. But at the same time, uh, I'm in an interesting position where there's a lot of maybe it's me putting the pressure on myself, but there's a lot of pressure in being one of the only veterans in acting currently. And, and I can tell you that I, like I said, I haven't been proud of any of the scenes where I can say, yeah, 
that took a lot of work and effort and that's some serious acting where someone can come in and watch it and be like oh that dude is an actor you know and i think i'm, I'm still waiting on that opportunity to present itself for me to really sit down and say yeah i'm an actor because right now i feel um you know and, and with all respect to acting i i still need to earn that opportunity i you know i can't sit here and expect them to just give it to me i'm new you know i'm the i'm the 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 you know i'm, I'm a private in, in a world surrounded by ncos and acting you know and i'm still trying to earn my stripes and so uh, i'm not by any means saying i deserve it i'm saying when i do deserve it uh, i'm excited to to put all the emotions on the line and, and do my acting and i think at that point I, i think i'd be more comfortable calling myself an actor You know, I think part of me would love to retire as a sergeant major and what I've originally was my goal and not completing that goal that I set out for myself is a little frustrating. I just feel like I, I, I sold myself short. So it's dealing with, you know, I know I'm going to think about that a lot uh, as well as I know I don't have the time to, to, to be the soldier I know I can be. You know, I'm not presenting myself in a manner like I did when I first got in. I mean, gung-ho, 100% volunteer for everything. Uh, I'm now the guy that shies away from deployments, right? I'm the guy that shies away from from the long time, the long stints of being gone from home. And so um, it feels ugly sometimes to be that kind of a person who chooses family first, even though it's the right choice. I feel bad, you know, and I'm a person who I feel everything, dude. And I'm not sure if that's from just the life experiences I've had, but I feel bad. I feel when I feel bad when I... I'm not pulling my weight per se. I feel bad if I'm not displaying the the best version of myself. I mean, I feel bad as a dad being gone working, even though it helps the family. I feel bad, you know, and I feel bad calling myself an actor when I feel like I haven't been able to really portray myself as an actor because I feel like the community kind of is is watching, you know, and so I feel bad. You know what I mean? So I do put a lot of pressure on myself, and I think. And, and, and that's okay. Part of it is what drives me, you know, to try and be better. But sometimes putting that pressure on myself makes life uh, a little bit more challenging and stressful. I don't, you know, throughout all the years, like, you know, this is part of the story of my story and everything. And, you know, part of being involved with Article 15 stuff has really opened my eyes to what, what really matters, right? Being an influence in veterans' eyes in the veteran community is is now my position in life. And it's been cool because I hadn't, I, for years, I didn't want to change. I'm Rocco. I'm the guy that hangs out with the Article 15 crew. I'm the guy that, you know, I'm, we're, I'm part of the guys. And you start looking, reflecting back on life. And I look at my mom and I look at my dad and I look at my grandparents and I look at everyone in my life and I look at my life up to this point. It's everyone at some point, you know, it's kind of that fork in the road. We have our choices and whatever direction you choose, it's a risk. And so I think the way I've got to where I'm at now is being willing to risk. And so I say that because the guy who walked away from a seven year career as a federal agent with a retirement and, you know, in, in the highest position of my life, I walked away for an opportunity to help more veterans to in some way, I wasn't sure, but that's kind of what sparked from, from the whole article 15 days. And so I risked it. I risked everything. I lost somewhere around, you know, close to $10,000 a month, right? A huge income cut because I wanted to, I grew 
in a direction that was probably different from everyone else, but it was the direction that was good for me. I'm a, I'm a man of faith, you know, and I feel like there's, there's always room to, to earn more points to, to, to the man of above and say, I'm trying to do right because I wasn't always walking that path, you know? And so I just, it just, nothing fills me more with more joy than knowing I can help someone with just, even if it's just time, taking a phone call, answering an email, sending a text. And, and that has turned into like, okay, talk about those top five. Let's talk about the top five military influences. How many of those guys are out there helping? I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. I'm not competing with any of them, but I know I am because I think we need that. I think there needs to be more leaders in our community um, and leading by example, by leading from the front and not leading by marketing, marketing tactics and, and alcoholic slumber parties or whatever the hell, right? Like, like we, our youth are, and not just our kids, but our soldiers, our, our, our airmen, our, you know, every military branch are impressionable, right? There are a lot of young kids looking for people to look up to. And, you know, everybody has their way of doing it. And this is mine. Mine is being the dad, being, being, being transparent and open about my life and, and, the, and, and the mistakes I've made and, and, and how I fixed them and how I continue to make them. You know what I mean? And just being honest. My, my message is, is just evolved throughout the years to, to more and more and, and the deeper thought process. And I tell people like, look, man, if all they ever say is I'm a veteran, I feel like I'm, imagine that being a, a 20 pound weight, you know, and I'm an infantry guy, 20 pound weight. I'm a ranger, a 20 pound weight. I'm a drill sergeant, 20 pound weight. It's a lot of weight I'm carrying just to try to identify as one type of person. Truth is, you peel all those weights off. It's a lot easier to live your life without the without the ideologies of you need to be this type of person. So I've gone, I've taken off all the weight. I've dumped it all off. I don't. I'm, I'm everything and nothing at once, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, I say I'm a veteran, but I'm also not. You know, I'm a dude. I'm a man. I'm a father. I'm a husband, and those don't carry a lot of weight. Genuinely, you can do whatever the hell you want in your life. Genuinely. Like, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of veterans are going to listen to this. A lot of veterans. And a lot of veterans are in different stages of their transition. Some are early on. Some are wearing the veteran hat. Some are not wearing the veteran hat. Some hate the veteran world. Some don't hate the veteran world. Like, everyone's in their different, like, it's like everyone's in their different stages of grieving a military career. You know what I mean? And, and you know, all the stages of grieving. Like, everyone's in their different stages of it. You know, some take 20 years. Some only take two. But um, in the end, when they're when they're past it all, and they can accept like that you, that that side's done. It's time to do more. Um, they can look around and say like, you know what? There is nothing out there that I can't do without all the things that I've learned, not just in the military, but before and now and after. There's nothing out there I can't put my mind towards and, and accomplish. Like absolutely nothing. And I can prove that by look at this dyslexic dumbass Vincent Vargas. Look what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like genuinely, they can say, look at this guy. If this knucklehead, this dude can do it, anyone can do it. Like straight up, dude. Hard work, dedication. You're gonna lose a lot. You're gonna you're gonna fail a ton, but that don't matter, man. If you want something bad enough, I believe there's a tipping point for everyone. You work hard enough in that area, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. You know what I mean? And and you got to be real with yourself as well. You know, I don't become an actor because I'm a veteran. They didn't say, hey, veteran, we're gonna give you a chance. No, that's not how it happened. 
I did studying. I, I, I practiced. I trained. I showed up ready to rock, and I fucking got the part. You know what I mean? And it's like every one of you guys out there who's listening can accomplish anything. Like, swear to you, you want to be a doctor, do it. You know what I mean? You want to be a lawyer, do it. You want to be an actor, do it. But you got to do the work. You got to do the work, man. Go check out my Instagram, Vincent Rocco Vargas. It's vincent.rocco.vargas. You can go to my Facebook, same Vincent Rocco Vargas. You can even Google Vincent Rocco Vargas and you'll find all my social media platforms. Um, Easy to get a hold of. If you message me, I answer. It's just, there's there's no doubt about that. Everybody who messages me, they get get a reply. They get that kind of time. Um, I got a podcast called the Vinny Rock Podcast, V-I-N-N-Y. ROC that's on every podcast platform you can think of and uh, you know I sell I sell my books online and all that you can find it all on my stuff so just uh, hit them up and uh, you know you guys are struggling with transition I wrote a book I'm not a very smart man so it's an easy read uh, it's called Light the Fuse you can get it on my website as well man so it's so these are things that uh, I've put out there for the world that hopefully can help guide people and, and learn from my own mistakes Balance is hard. Vincent is reminded of the challenge of balancing work life and home life with every plane ticket he buys so that he can tuck his kids into bed every night. That's tough for anyone to do. But when you prioritize change in your life and you're serious about it, well, it's like Rocco said, genuinely, you can do whatever the hell you want in your life, but you got to do the work. Vet Stories, a Connecting Vets production. This episode was produced and recorded by me, Rod Rodriguez, executive produced by Alice Massimi. Go to Connecting Vets today to find the late-breaking news that matters to veterans, that matters to you. You'll also find our other podcast, The Back Brief, where every Friday we recap the veteran news you might have missed, and we do it in about 10 minutes. Go to ConnectingVets.com and get connected today. Do you have a vet story you want to share? Email me at rod at connectingvets.com or send me a message on Twitter at Vet Story Podcast. All of the links will be in the show notes. I'm Rod Rodriguez. This was Vet Story. Find a different love.